Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toffee, toffee. Hello and welcome to Burkup Wonderland. We are a flamenco dance group from Espana. And with me tonight, it's only Craig from Same Old Arsenal. All right, Cheeky? Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> well, we've been speaking, having a nice old chat for the last half hour, sorting out the world of podcasting. And uh, I think we've done a fine job. <laughs> Lucky no one could hear us. <laughs> yeah, it is a good job because Jason would eat. Oh, they'd be a ripped in the post <laughs> sooner rather than later. And with us is, is Richard, who has finally, we've uh, spent ages trying to get him to sort out his laptop. Thought it was his internet. It's not. It's his dodgy laptop. He's now on his phone. Look at that, people. That's better oh. quality than mine or Craig's. <laughs> who would have thought it eh? who would have thought it all thanks to the people at oppo if they want to sponsor mm. us for twenty five thousand pound per show we will we love the chinese mad chinese on friday nom 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 singapore fried rice now we're talking right <laughs> let's get on with the show i managed to do that most of that without messing it up right uh i think the first thing we're going to talk about I'll start with you craig what do you think about the current clusterfuck at the club now because <laughs> god <laughs> It's an absolute circus, isn't it? Um, I mean, if we're going to be honest, it's been a circus for the last 10 years. Why, you know, give it a couple more years. Why not? Um, we have a manager who has confused himself. If he's confused himself, how do we, hell, do we expect the players not to be confused? Um, I actually, I actually feel sorry for him, Danny, to be honest with you, because he's now being used as a scapegoat. We can all see that. Um, he's being used as the finger pointer. Raul and Edu, Raul and Edu need to man up and they need to do what's right, whether it's their decision or not. I would imagine it's their decision. I wouldn't think it's Josh or Stan's decision. Um, you know, Raul and, and Edu were brought in to do jobs like this. I think Raul is having a bit of a having a bit of a situation where he doesn't want to hurt his ego. He's telling everyone that he can still, you know, that he still believes in Unai Emery. But unfortunately, it's quite clear to see that the supporters don't and the players don't either. Um, and I think that they should do the right thing and just, you know, cut ties with him. I, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike, um, not dis, I don't dislike, uh, what am I trying to say? Sorry. Um, I don't, like yeah, I don't dislike the bloke, but it's just not working, is it? You know, He's been here for 18 months, still doesn't know his best 11. Um, we've got, you know, rumours of player revolts. Uh, if if he stays, it looks like Aubameyang and Lacazette will want to leave. Um, we've heard that Lucas Torreira wants to leave. And this all comes down from a man who took us on a 22-game unbeaten run, playing some nice football. You know, people are saying to me, oh, but we didn't play many, t- you know, we didn't play any good teams. But you've still, you've still got to beat who's in front of you. Um and he, you know, Lucas Torreira was the best DM in the league. Um, yeah, in those twenty players, the matches out of six games, wasn't it? Do you know? But all of a sudden, it's it's like you said, mate. It's just all gone to a clusterfuck, and it's about you know someone's got to stand up here and take charge. And um, I'm afraid he's got to go. And you know, I I don't like I said, I have no um, ill feeling towards Unai Emery at all. Um, but it's just time to move on now and get someone else in, and let's, let's have a refresh and a reboot. Richard, would you agree with me that the hierarchy at the club goes Stan Kroenke, Josh Kroenke, Edu, and then Raul and the other one? Or is it Raul and the other one are above Edu? 
I would probably I would probably say Rao is above Edu. Yeah. Um, and who's the other one? Raul and Vinai. Vinai. Um, again, I, I would I would say Vinai is is lower down the food chain than Rao. I think Rao didn't didn't Rao was part of the appointment of Edu. Didn't he like take part in the appointment of Edu? So I mean, it seemed it seemed a bit weird if your subordinate was uh, hired you. But um, yeah, no, I, I I would I would go for me. It'd be Rao then. Edu than Vinay on a separate branch because he's like so more more marketing commercial and stuff like that, isn't he? So if the, if looking at the well, Titanic situation where the water's rising, how far up that chain of command other people knee high and are drowning in water? How, we, we've gone Edu's Edu's. I mean, um, Emery's gone. He's he's drowning. Above him, you've got. Uh, Do you say Edu? Is Edu drowning yet? Because I think the further up, once, you, once Stan starts drowning, you know we're all in trouble. So at the moment, if you if you stack them all head on head on head, we now that we've figured out the chain of command, how far up the chain of command are they drowning, or are they are they chin deep in shit? So whichever well, I, way you want to look at it, I think I think Emery is down in steerage. He's completely gone now. <laughs> he's uh, down with uh, with Leonardo gone. DiCaprio dancing on a table. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 been handcuffed to a pipe and he's going nowhere. Uh, I think Edu is is Rose running around with someone's uh, other this is coat and a diamond in her pocket. I don't know how far I can stretch this analogy, but um, I think I went too far starting it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. I think I, I like I said. I, it's a bit. It's all a bit odd to be honest with you because I think, like I said, I I, I agree. Uh, I don't dislike Emery. Um, I think he's desperately trying his best. But his best at the minute it just isn't good enough. I think he's 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 lost the players, he's lost the fans, and I think he's lost himself. He's he's chasing things now. He's trying too many things, and he's, he's changing too much stuff. And he's 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 got no consistency, and he's just he's chasing his tail, and he's now gone too far down the rabbit hole. Um, I it's, it's it's up to Raul. I think I think Raul's the guy in charge of things, or he Raul is the person that Josh Cronkey has put in charge of things. So I think ultimately, I think it's going to be Raul's decision rather than Edu. I, I, I would, I would imagine, I mean, I, I may be wrong. I don't know the all ins and outs of it, but I would imagine that Edu is, is more along the lines of, of almost like, like uh, player recruitment and player, um, uh contacts and stuff like that rather than the, the the football runnings which i think raul is does that make sense kind of yeah craig how would you um how far up that chain of stacking people on the head like a load of uh, people at the circus how far would you say that the bottom people are in trouble i mean emery we all know emery's gone emery's well, drowning. yeah emery's drowning uh, emery's drowning yeah. i would say that v9 is probably drowning as well and raul and edu have just got their chins above the water um, it's not going to be long before the water rises and they're going to have to do something. Um, and at the moment, I think they're there now with their chins above the water, looking over to each other saying, well, we're going to have to do something here because otherwise we, we're, we're going to drown as well. And, you know, I'm starting to see even people like myself. I mean, I've said, well, if I've said myself that if Raul hasn't got the nuts to do it, then he can go as well. Get someone in that will. Um, I, I can't have a fella... Uh, head of recruitment and, and, and head of 
you know, hiring and firing if if he's going to have an ego about a fellow he's brought in um, who can't do a job. Just take it, you know, take it on the chin, mate. You brought him in, he can't do it. Get someone else. Go and get someone else. Um, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, for me, their, their chins are just above the water. I was uh, listening to a, a podcast, and I think they mentioned it as well as someone else about um, someone mentioned that to get rid of Emery and all of his um, backroom staff is going to cost fifteen million quid. So I'm looking at um, uh, Wikipedia at the moment. Head coach Unai Emery, he has to go. First team assistant head coach Juan Carlos Casido, he'd have to go. First team coach Pablo Villa. Um, who else is down here? Um, strength and conditioning coaches. None of them sound Spanish. Oh, first team physio, Paolo Barreria. Uh, there's another one, goalkeeping coach, Javi Garcia. And then looking even further down. So there's going to be five or six players already there and people already there, Richard. Is it? Do you think that they're looking at it and going, wow, that's going to cost £16 million. That's all 15 million quid. And then they're balancing that up against, I mean, we should be balancing it up going, well, look, how much money are we going to lose out if we don't get to the Champions League? If we get in the Champions League, you're automatically going to make, what, £40 million a season? You're throwing all of that away. Because I remember years ago, Man United um, said that when they won the Europa League, they got £15 quid. You get more than that for making it out of the group stages of the uh, the Champions League, don't you? Yeah, and I think I think that's the it's a, it's a difficult one in the sense of so what are they? I think it's going to re- kind of touch on the five forum thing, but like what are they? What are they waiting for? Are they are they waiting for the right man to become available? Because you know it's it's not it's not all cut and dry, and it doesn't all happen like that really quickly. You can't just go right, sack him, he's gone, and then we're going to bring in these guys. Um, you know, there, there's like I said, there's there's how many those people you listed like six or seven background staff that they're going to have to uh, you know sort out with severance and stuff like that and and then replace so you know it's a kind of a question of what do you do do you sack everybody have a skeleton staff of of you know freddie and uh, whoever well they started to let people go already haven't they steve morrow's gone and a couple of others from the youth have gone Mm. yeah so it's, 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 you know, is that what they're waiting for? Because, you know, 15 million in, in the grand scheme of things for Arsenal Football Club is not a massive amount of money. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's half a Mustafi. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, sounds horrible. You've got to have a system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do, uh, do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think it's the, the money thing. I because I think it's more of a fact of who do they th- who who can they bring in now until next season? Do they have faith and confidence that Freddie is going to be able to take over and do better than what Unai is doing, or is there someone out there that can come in and take over and again and do better than? Than Unai, like I, you know, I haven't exactly got my finger to the pulse of unemployed managers, um, but I, I thought Luis Enrique was going to be the dude, but he's gone, you know, gone now, gone back to the definitely going to happen. Those in the know, they all knew. They Mm. said he's definitely coming. We've had chats of him. Then there was reports that we've already had chats of Jose, Jose, and he's definitely coming in. Craig, what do you reckon? Next manager, Um, or do you think they're going to get rid of Emery? Oh, they're going to get rid of Emery. I, I, I have to be honest with you. I think they've already done it. 
Yeah. Um, but we, we just don't. We just don't know about it. it. Yeah. We just don't know about it. Um, I I would still expect it. I would still expect to see him Thursday night. I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, um, but How would I that think work? I yeah. Well, we don't know. You see. Yeah, they don't tell us anything. We don't know. So what I'm saying is, I think that something has been done, something has been agreed, um, but we just don't know about it. But who would I like to see come in, or who is there available? This is this might be sound controversial, but my number one man I'd like to see come in is Poch. I'd love for him to come and manage Arsenal, and I'd love us for all to watch him go about setting the greatest revenge mission that football has ever seen. Um, come to the Arsenal and just win it, everything and just walk, you know, and when the Tottenham come to the Emirates, just stand there and, hey, how's it going? All right, lads, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you think, um, I would love that as well, but do you, do you think he's, because there's a bit of me that I think he's a bit too emotionally invested mm. And loyal to Tottenham, I'll be, the same I'll, I'll way be, with the Espanol and Barcelona yeah. thing. I'll be honest with you; it's probably me just dreaming um, and you know thinking about what I'd what I'd like to happen. It will probably be Mikel Arteta, won't it? If we, if I think we could probably all agree it's going to be him. Um, so, yeah, Arteta is he going to come to the end of the season, or will they take him on a contract? I don't think I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that Freddie hasn't got the badges. Um, oh, no, manager, yes, because when he went to Wolfsburg with um, the other bloke, and he was assistant manager there, wasn't he? Um, so I think he was—he's been working on him for quite a while. Has he? I could be completely wrong. No, I thought just... I'm sure. I'm sure I read something on Twitter the other day from from a, from hmm. a from an account to say that he hasn't got the required badges. But look, I might be wrong. I probably am. I normally oh, am. It, it's but, not um, just the standard badges, is it? You need—is it? And are you way for a license? Yeah, you've got having your way for a license. Oh, I don't wow. think he's got it. Um. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, all these people that are calling for Freddie. I mean, I personally, no, 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 no. Come on, let's 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 get real. He's been manager of the youth team. All right, he's a. I, I get I get people's sentiment. He's a, you know he's an ex Arsenal player and he's an ex legend and this that and the other. But if you if we go through ex footballers that have become managers just because they've just because they've been an ex legend hasn't gone very well for them as I mean you look at Thierry Henry look at Patrick Vieira okay he's doing he's doing all right Thierry Henry sacked after what six months he's gone to America um even look at people like Roy Keane fantastic midfielder probably one of the best to play in the Premier League manager no good that is true I'm just doing a quick google on here and I can't find uh no, I said he was coming for them in 2016 when he was managing our under-15s. So it doesn't bring up whether it's they've got them or not yet. Um, what was everything else? Oh, yeah, the, I'm just looking at the, the Spurs team. And you're saying, I, I asked Mike, Andy and B were talking about this on their show and they ignored my question. Could you transpose the Arsenal squad um, onto the tactics that, hold on, that's the wrong one, onto the tactics that, uh, that Potocino used at Spurs? So he played uh, a flat back four with two in midfield as the time of the like we do at the moment. Then he plays three behind Kane. Richard, that would work, wouldn't it? We have the players to fill all of those positions and play that, t- that type of football. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, the other big thing that, that Pochettino did um, was his teams were aggressive without the ball. 
um, which is something that we have been so bad. I, I think I've said it about six or seven times on this podcast. He was, uh, we are the worst team in all of football without the ball. Um, so it would, it would, it would be able to, we got the players there to, and he would slot in quite nicely, but I just, I can't see it happening. But there was a tweet, um, a a clip going around on Twitter that he was him saying that if in a few years' time Daniel Levy lets him go, that he doesn't think he could ever go and manage Arsenal. Or and I think because he was manager of Espanyol, he said he'd never managed Barcelona mm. either. Real Madrid apparently are annoyed because they had it looks like they had a bit of an agreement with Jose to go back to Real Madrid as manager, and with him leaving them. And this is the first time I was listening to uh, uh, the Transfer Market podcast, and they were saying this is the first time in in what well, used to seen Spurs losing two 0 yeah. yeah, sorry. ended. Yeah, only took <laughs> two games is all it took. <laughs> and they were saying that after leaving Porto, he's always gone to well-established, huge clubs. He went to Chelsea. Then he went to Inter Milan, then Real Madrid, then Chelsea, then Man United. This is the first time in his career that he's gone to a club that are essentially losers. They've not won anything since 1961 of any importance. They won the League Cup. But again, maybe he wants to do a George Graham. George Graham got sat by Arsenal, went to Leeds. Then he came to manage Spurs, won them their, their major trophy that they keep going on about, the League Cup in, what was it, 2005 or six or something like that. And Someone like, also said that one day Ramos won in the League Cup. I don't think he did. Yeah, yeah did he, he did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh really? how much time? Yeah, yeah. I took. I'm not going to go and check that in case Richard's wrong, and I don't want to show that he's wrong. So I'm just going to go with you and say yeah. But if Richard's no, wrong, yeah, people... no, he 100 did because I had to. Um, oh, don't, yeah, don't worry why I know, but yeah, because obviously <laughs> he's a Spurs fan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, they definitely, he definitely won the, uh, the the League Cup with them. But like, it, it, you know, uh, Spurs fans were so annoyed. Uh, about the Mourinho, so, um, oh, you're right. Manager, 2008, they beat Chelsea two yeah. one. Yeah, um, George Graham is actually trending on Twitter. Um, well, then back in 2005. No, 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 no <laughs> the other day when, um, yeah, funny when um, when Mourinho was unveiled because it was it just I think it reminds them of. Hang on, I'm getting evils from the wife. Go away. Because uh, I think it reminded them of that, you know, he's he's not really Mourinho is not. I don't think he's a Spurs kind of manager. He doesn't seem to fit with that club. But um, yeah, we'll let's say we'll see how it goes. But like uh, the Pochettino thing, I think it will definitely he would fit for the club. But I think he's got Man United written all over him. Yeah, that's a worry. That, that's, I know, I know, I know we're an Arsenal. I know we're an Arsenal podcast and we're Arsenal fans. But that would be a worry to me. Poch going to Man United because he'd be a kind of manager that yeah. make them good again, you know. Because um, at the moment they're absolute dump. But it's amazing, isn't it? it, it, it how they've—I mean, how they—I mean, I had an Arsenal, I had a Man United fan there trying to banter me on Twitter earlier, saying that he'd go to the game on Thursday for a laugh. And I said, "Hang on," I said, "You support Man United, but you go to an Arsenal game for a laugh." <laughs> well, so you can just go, yeah, just, just go to your ground for if you if you want to laugh. Too far to travel. Yeah, it's probably it's probably in London, wasn't he? So, Richard, who do you think would be what would be your choice of manager? And then two part for the next bit. Do you think we are going to get rid of manager? And if you do, who do you think they're going to get? There's three questions for you. I'm going to go make dinner while you're answering that. <laughs> okay. So, but hang on. So, what was the first question? Was who do I want? Oh, actually, we'll do it the other way around. Do you think they're going to get rid of Unai? Who yes, do you think if they do? Who do you think they're going to get? But who would you get? Let's do it in that order. It's better. 
Okay, I I do think they're going to get rid of Unai. I think the the whispers and and feelings that's coming out, especially with the uh, was it Ornstein that reported that he's he's definitely going to be in charge on Thursday. I thought that was a weird. I think it was Ornstein who, who tweeted that something like that. Uh, that's it's like a weird messaging that's coming out of it. I I do I think he's a dead man walking kind of thing. I think he's I think he's gone after the Frankfurt game. Um, who they're going to get in? Um, I think it's either going to be a caretaker thing until of Freddie or if they can get in Mikel Arteta. Uh, uh, with, if they get Arteta, I think it will be a view to then, you know, a longer term contract. Who would I want? Mate, I have no idea. No <laughs> That's idea. Well. I don't either. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's a... It's, but don't you think with Arteta, the, the wheels have come off of the Man City bus. They've realised that I don't... I mean, Aguero's now out for the, for the for the a couple of months. They, they lost company. Yeah, yeah. All these players that were magnificent, best at their game, they've all gone. Or they're if injured. Um, Bernardo, is it Bernardo Silva, is leaving at the end of the season. Um, Edison is uh, not not doesn't seem to be as good as he was before. He's panicking. He has been playing defensive midfielders at centre-back, been playing the centre-back as a defensive midfielder. I don't think it's going to be long before Pep goes because he's not going to win anything this season. And then do you think maybe Arteta's going, well, if I hang around, I'll get a Man City job? Yes, it's a good point. It's, it's a good point. I mean, I, uh, how, how many points are they behind? I mean, they're not doing that badly. It's just that Liverpool are just absolutely on fire at the minute and don't seem to be dropping any points whatsoever. I mean, they've um, dropped, they've drawn, drawn one game all season. Liverpool on 37, Leicester 29, Man City 28. But Leicester have got the best second. Oh, they won 9 nil. They've got a goal difference of plus 23. I mean, we're 13 games in the season. We've got a goal difference of minus one. Uh, did you did you guys see that shot deficit um, stats that was going did. Yes, I certainly did. Yeah, it's alarming. Very, very alarming. God, you know? Yeah, it's disgusting. I was absolutely. I knew it was bad, but it was chilling to see it in that cold, hard facts kind of thing. I've actually got it here. I am. Um, I got it and saved it so I could. Uh, share. But uh, you know, a lot of it is because of the way we play. A lot of it is because of of, of the way we're set up and 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 the way that Unai wants to try and win games. But you know, it's very defensive. Place you know five at the back. I mean five at the back at home against Southampton. Um, I mean, what's he thinking there? Is he just doing that because he's scared to lose? When I saw it, when I saw when I saw the team sheet, you know, I thought it was going to be more of you know Tierney and Bellerin on the wings, pushing forward mm. um, and leaving a leaving a uh, and leaving a back three. But then of course the game starts and we see that he's actually playing five in, uh, five at the back. I think the problem with Uno Emery at the moment is he's obviously scared to lose scared to lose matches because he knows that he's you know his his job's hanging by a by a, um but he's hanging onto it by the skin of his teeth i think what he's trying to do is he's trying to he's trying to work out what he i think himself because we all say that he's so he's so into looking at the opposition i think what he's doing is he's, he he wants to he wants to see what he's going. To, what they, he wants to see what the opposition are going to do before he makes changes. Because when he came here first, you'll see that he made a lot of changes at half time. He made a lot of changes early on in games. He was switching players around and this, that, and the other. And we were all going, "Oh, this is great!" You know, I mean, look when we were two one down to Spurs, 
at half time. I thought we were dead and buried. Yeah, he, he, makes, he makes a few changes and boom, you know, we go on to win the game and win it well. So I'm not too he's sure. doing that now, hasn't he? Exactly. He's, he's now like, like was said earlier on, he is now, he's now going through every play in the book. You know, like he's he's flipping through the book. Oh, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What can I try next? Where can I put this player? Can I put him there? Can I put him there? You know, I, I know he's just panicking now because, like I said, he he knows his job is uh, on the line and he's afraid to lose a game. Um, and that's why I think we, we've been so poor at the moment. We've got Nicholas Pepe out there now, seventy-two million pounds. He's so lacking confidence. Um, I bet he doesn't play. I bet he doesn't play Thursday night. It's a perfect game for him. Put him on and bang him up front. Let him, you know, let, don't put him on the wing. Put him up front. Let him get into the thick of the action. Let him get the ball. Let him score a few goals. Let's get his confidence up because we have a player in this boy, but he's just not being used properly, in my opinion. Um, he's not getting the chances. Probably, he's not getting the chances to play. I mean, that, against Southampton there. Um, I mean, should have put that away. That chance he had. Do you know, uh, uh, if he, if you put a different shirt on him, put the, put the shirt of of his last club on him, he's, he's put that in the top corner. Mm. But full um, of confidence there. Yeah, full of confidence. You know, but something's got something's got something's got to change. There was also the one where he was through on goal, and he, he instead of taking the shot, he, he passed. He, he, yeah, he, he passed it because he yeah. hasn't got the confidence. You know, too afraid. You know, and mm. is he afraid of what the fans are going to say? Is he afraid of what the manager's going to say? Is he going to get dropped for the next game? Or you know, because we are quite a reactive. Well, I say quite. We're a very reactive fan base. Some um, are a bit, a, a bit, um, a bit yeah. Some, some, some can go. You know, if a fella, if a fella misses, you know, it's, it's oh god, you know, sell him or you know, this, that, and the other. Yeah, I don't. I just, I'm so. Like I didn't want to watch the Southampton game at the weekend. It's the first time ever. I didn't yeah. want to watch it, but I did. But I didn't want to. Um, and exactly what happened? What we thought might happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and lucky to win. I mean, and uh, sorry, lucky to draw. And and the Lacazette goal when that went in. And he um, didn't celebrate. That's it. That sums it tell, up. Tells you everything you need to know about Arsenal at the moment. Richard, you were mentioning this thing by David Wall, which is at number one, the number one, not number one, uh, David Wall on Twitter. So there's the the chart that you were talking about. Talk us through it. If you listen to this on iTunes, well, skip the next three minutes. Yeah. Well, it's just... Oh, can you see it on your phone properly? I just realised you're on your phone. Yeah, it's very tiny. Yeah, it's probably you better to think okay, it's very well, tiny. In Wenger's last season, I think this is going, the number of shots that we've had compared to the number of shots we've conceded. Under Wenger in his last season, we were plus 170 shots, which means we ran the game. And then last season, we were minus 32. And this season already, we are minus 56. When you look back at some of the seasons before, the best one was 2009-10. We were plus 276 shots um, difference between um, what we've done and what other teams have done. 
That's just absolutely shot. How can we be more? Well, I know how we're minus 56 because no, no one's giving the ball to anybody who's playing up front. And when you do give the ball to them, it seems to be they're going, oh, we've got Peter Crouch up front. Let's chuck, re- unless it's T- Kieran Tierney doing it. And someone comes down the right wing and they just oh, and kicks the ball so hard, high up into the air. But you look at some of the passing and the placement that Kieran Tierney does on that left side, turning players inside out and then putting it on the, almost putting it on the penalty spot, which is where you want for players like Lacazette to go and tap it in. Have you got any thoughts on that, Craig? Well, this, you know, th- this um, this chart that we've got up in front of us now, so I mean, Southampton, before they came to the Emirates, had 13 shots in three games um, <laughs> before they come to the Emirates. And I think they had, what was it, 20, was it over 20 at the Emirates? I've actually got it here. They had 21 shots. 21 shots, yeah, target. on target in one game against the Arsenal away. And 13 shots on target in three games before. So, I mean, the, I, uh, this chart's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, 9 10 season there, 276. Uh, Wenger, unbelievable. And this 17 18, 170 Wenger's last season, minus 32, minus 56. <laughs> I just, you know, it's. And imagine what Wenger would have done. Is what it, is. it is so damning. Richard, it imagine is. what Wenger would have done if he'd have had Lacazette. And Aubameyang playing rather than Giroud and Walcott. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Wenger had, had kind of come to the end of his run and had slightly lost his way kind of thing. And we needed a change. But every metric that you, pretty much every metric that you want to measure, we are worse off under Unai. I think it's, it's now kind of without question and without thinking that the guy needs to go. Um, it's, it's literally just how we uh, handle it and how we how we move on, uh, move on from it now. Like, um, do you, do you, do you guys think that you know with the um, the 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 noise statement that that came out? Do you think that's there's now like loads of bad sentiment towards Raul and Edu and that because of that, or do you reckon it still have the everyone would still be have negative thoughts on them regardless of that statement? I think the statement, um, I think David Ornstein kind of changed a few words in that statement. Um, and his take was actually the noise. Um, and I've heard that um, the Arsenal media team were very upset with the Ornicle um, for saying something like that because that's not what, apparently that's not what they said. But whether they, whether they said it or not, it was said. Um, and it kind of it got the... It got the hair on the it got the hair up on people's backs about us being a noise, you know, fans being a noise, going you know paying money to go to the Emirates, paying money to watch Arsenal home and away, travelling the country, and then for 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 someone like Raúl to come out and, and say you know, oh, we'll do things our way, we're not going to worry about the noise, um, you know, putting it onto the fans, you know, it was a, it was a, it, it, it's a disgraceful thing to say. So yeah, I think you might be right. I think a lot of the fans, you know, got their backs up. Um, when they heard that and I think Raul came in for a bit of a target um, for a lot of fans when that was said but at the end of the day you know he can say what he wants really because you know he's he is where he is and um, like I said before if he hasn't got it's all very well bringing him in and we were all rejoicing when he came in Um, you know the Pepe deal was put got put over the line and different knock FC and all this kind of stuff. Uh, when Arsenal comes knocking, it's now a different knock. <laughs> well, he's got to back it up. 
You know, if you're different, then go out. If you're, if you're so different to what we've had before, then go and sack him then. If you really want us to succeed the way you said that this was going to happen, that we were going to, you know, we were going to come out of this a better team and we were going to go on and challenge, I can't believe him if he's not got the nuts to sack a manager. I mean, this is, Richard, this is twice in a row now. We, it has been, we have been the laughing stock of football. Everybody knew Wenger was going to go when he, the season that he did go. And it was Wenger, he should have gone after we beat Chelsea in the FA Cup final. That was the ideal opportunity. He'd have left as a hero because that would wipe out all the previous seasons of failing, the Bayern games, the, all the other stuff. It was and Hull it, for me, Danny. Hull. Hull, when we beat the go then. As soon as the 10-year drought... It's done. There you go, Arsene. Thanks very much. And you know, that, that was the perfect time for him to go. And Klopp was ready to be plucked, wasn't he? He certainly was. Oh, uh... God. It's sad to think we could have had Kloppo. The Rich, this, uh, they're doing exactly the same thing again, but to the nth degree. They're making us look like a bunch of morons. Everybody knows that Emery is, as they say, a dead man walking. We, they, we all know he's going to go, but they should have done it in the national break. Look at Spurs. Leave, you woke up one morning. No, that's it. I've had enough. You're gone. Someone in the next day. Us, it's like a, it's like an elongated nightmare. Uh, do you know anybody who wants Emery to stay? I don't. No, I, I no, I, I, you know, I. There's no one that I've seen. I've not seen one post saying, "Oh, you should keep him." Because apart from your other arch, I take it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. She doesn't say anything She knows she doesn't say anything to me. She knows she'll get a mouthful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think we, we're, we're always so slow at everything we do. I mean, like even going back to just like signing a goddamn player. Like, do you remember how long it took us to fucking sign our Shavin? He was in the air. He was at a fucking hotel in Heathrow for about a month. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, With Emvilia. It's, it's, it's so, I don't understand why it takes us so long to do everything. Like, you know, like it, it's not like I said earlier. It's, it's not all cut and dry. It doesn't, it doesn't always happen like that. It's not FIFA. It's not Championship Manager. But we're hurting ourselves and hurting our chances of getting into that top uh, top four by stalling and being protracted over this. We like um, like Craig said earlier. We need to be proactive rather than reactive. And already it's kind of taken too long. Um, like I said, it, this should have been done in the international break because there's there has been no signs since I think I think like the Watford game. There's been no signs that Emery is, is even on the brink of turning this around. So there there's no point, and I can't see anything really that would say, yeah, we, you know, we need to stay the course for a little bit steady you know see if he can steady something i can't see any evidence or any metric which makes it a positive that he should continue managing us like i said the only slightest of caveats is that we've got someone but we're still we've got someone in mind sorry but we're still trying to you know was it dot the i's and cross the t's or whatever the fuckers the thing is <laughs> that's the only thing i can think of because it makes no sense keeping him on in, like I said, doing what he's doing. Because it's costing us, like you said, 15 million. You could say like 15 million to sack his and get rid of him and his backroom staff. It's going to cost us 40 million being out of the Champions League yeah. again. 
And even look at the league table now, how far we've fallen behind because we're just mucking about. You know, oh, Raul thinks that he can turn it around. He can't. You know, when you've started got the players now and you, you hear that he's having a row with Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney's only been here three months. Do you know? And you hear that he's rowing with Aubameyang and Lacazette, heated exchanges and this, that and the other. When that starts happening, you know, oh, if if he stays, Lacazette's going to leave. If he stays, Aubameyang's going to leave. The club can't afford for Lacazette to leave. The club can't afford for Aubameyang to leave. We certainly can't afford to, leave, to lose Lucas Torreira as well. So the club... Or whoever it is, whether it be Raul, Josh or Stan, someone has got to do something. They've got to do it quickly before we fall even further behind. What do you think Wenger is thinking looking at the whole situation? Because Wenger loves the club and Wenger will probably have had a BDI on all of this. What do you think he's thinking, Craig? He's got to be embarrassed. Yeah, I think so. But I think he'd also be... You know... has Arsene Wenger got it in, in, in him to be kind of like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you know, that kind of way. Oh, yeah. oh, this wouldn't happen, yeah, if I was still there. But I still think that even if Wenger was still here and Wenger was still manager, I still think we'd be, I still think we'd be struggling. Um, probably not as much as we are now, but I still, I still think we wouldn't be, I still think we wouldn't move on to that next step. You know, in quality and 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 in and in challenging, and this, that, and the other. I mean, when Unai Emery first came, I have to admit, I never, you know, I've, I've never heard of him. I had to look go on the internet and read about him, and this, that, and the other. You know, three times champion, uh, three time Europa League winner, only manager to win it three times on the trot. Won the won the French Cup, won the French League. Uh, took Valencia to champions to the to their first ever Champions League. This and I'm thinking, God, he sounds all right. But unfortunately, he's come here, and the only the only way I can the only way I can put his his downfall is to that he's just confused everyone, and he's confused himself. Hmm. I was. Um, what do you think he's thinking, Richard? Because I think that's uh, an interesting thing. Because. Uh, uh, I was Wenger out near the end, and I do feel bad for that because it's a bit like kicking your grandfather when he's down. But <laughs> who didn't? Who didn't? Who had to go in the old people's home was refusing to go, and now you feel bad that he's actually gone there and he's running the place. I, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think that he's gloating over this, or I think he'd be genuinely sad. I think he, he fell in love with the club. I think the club's in his heart. Uh, I agree with Craig. Wenger needed to go. Unfortunately, he, he, the game had, had, had the managerial game had passed him by. Um, I agree with. I, I don't think we'd be in as bad a shape as we are now if Wenger was still in charge. But I don't think we'd be that far ahead of the curve either. Because the players respect him, and they'd be given it because they they'd be giving him the respect by playing it on the pitch. Because I don't remember many times where the players down tooled at Arsenal when he was manager, if if they ever did, other than the odd one or two that that got the ump and wanted to leave, like Fabregas and someone like that. No, no, but we were we were still we were still ridiculously passive without the ball. Football football had moved on and changed, whereas it was it was just as important off the ball as on the ball, and Arsene didn't. He didn't roll with the punches in that in in that regard, you know. Like I said, we we it wasn't it wasn't just the last two seasons we've been absolutely passive, but the big difference was Wenger had an attacking philosophy, 
and he went out to attack. Whereas Unai is, I think he's he's defensive uh, first. He wants his teams to to counter attack, um, but he's still not getting. And I, 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 I don't know if it's he's not trying to to do, implement it. Or he just doesn't. The players are just incapable of implementing it because we started it a couple of times. The you know the pressing from the front and closing down, but it's just we've it's completely fallen down the wayside. Um, so I I don't think Wenger is is rubbing his hands with glee in this situation. I I think he'd be genuinely sad. No, something you mentioned there, which is going to bring me on to, and I know we're dwelling on this because people, this is a monumental time in Arsenal history. Arsenal managers are like London buses. You have none forever, one forever, and then three are coming along in short succession. So um, the thing, I'm looking at Chris's questions, that's why I can't find it. You were saying that he's trying, and Craig said earlier, that he's trying to um, um, change things constantly. His last six starting formations, now these things, as we saw at halftime against Southampton, he does change things. But it was uh, going backwards from Southampton, 3 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-4-2, 4-
does that just show you that they really they, they've even got no grasp of what they're doing or they remember in the days of, of Wenger when he's trying to buy players and like the the, uh, the Suarez thing 40 million and a pound do you think it's just the Arsenal way just to go and the things just take forever because they're arguing over fees whereas someone like um, Spurs I know we shouldn't keep talking about them but um, Jose has taken a pay cut he's only on 15 million pound a year all of his backroom staff they've all taken a pay cut as well to go to Spurs do you think that could be something to do with it? The fact that they're just arguing over a, a few extra euros or are they just really that unorganised? Because that's how I feel it is. It's just a shambles. Um, I can't really give you an honest answer about that. I mean... What's your it, reaction to it? Do you think they're just they're fucking, they're fucking around because they're incapable of getting things done? Which is what I'm trying to say about swearing and I failed. Um, uh, yes, I, I think there's... It's almost like it's like they they're waiting for some unanimous there's some committee to to be unanimous in in the decision that they're making. It's just it's take either that or they only fucking work nine till five and then that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's five o'clock. The office the out of office goes on. I, I can't I can't do anything now. I can't appoint anybody. Um, I agree with what Craig was saying. and says I think there is I think there's something going on. Um, but you know, like playing devil's advocate in the in sense of, you know, if there's if there's nothing concrete happening yet, uh, what statement can you put out? You there's there's nothing you can really say to the fans, like that without you know you can't kind of say oh you know we might be doing something. Hang on, and then he's still the manager. You kind of they can't say anything just yet until something's concrete and, and definitive. Um, I say I just—it's just—it's you know you know they have the, the you know the doing things the Arsenal way. Well, one thing that doing things the Arsenal way is taking your sweet ass bloody time about doing stuff, and I think that's that's genuinely it. I think they're they're just taking their their time like they do with everything. Like I say, you know, signings take forever. The fucking kit launches—I swear—kit launches take forever. Everything. Everything seems nothing is is nothing is proactive. It's all very reactive, and I say I agree with what Craig's saying. I think there is there's there's something smells different. There's something going on, and I I I do think that he's going to be gone sooner rather than later. Um, but I just I don't they playing like I said playing devil's advocate. They can't make a statement if there's no statement to make. And then um, force the statement, I suppose. Well, if he loses Thursday, he's toast. It's just... We said that if he didn't beat Southampton, didn't we? <laughs> we said that if he didn't beat Leicester. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. But, you know, it's, with everything that's happened this week after the Southampton game, you know, we've now got, you know, we care do you come, uh, have come back on the scene. There's talks about waving hand keys at tomorrow's game. There's talk about, you know, people are not going. A lot of people I've seen on Twitter give, giving, their t- giving their tickets away. Um, to people and to those people who are giving their tickets away, you know, big respect because it might give someone a chance to to, to go and go to the Emirates and watch watch Arsenal play. But is is the uh, is the ticket exchange even open for this game? I I think there's going to be barely anybody here. Yeah, I, I've seen. I saw a diagram today of the stadium, um, and there are seats in every single block, every single row. The seats well, available. When I because when I get my tickets, I have to ring up the um, uh, the people who do the purple membership, 
and every time I've rang up, they've they've uh, said, yeah, we've got tickets. In fact, they rang me up on the day before the Spurs game, so we've got tickets if you want to see come to the Spurs one. But Sean was working and I couldn't do it. But I think Dan, on your podcast, Same Old Arsenal, yesterday, um, Craig, made a really good point about he doesn't enjoy going to football anymore. He goes because of the whole... Well, tell people mm. what you're saying... Yeah, well, Dan was saying that you know he doesn't enjoy going to he doesn't enjoy going into the stadium and watching the game. What he enjoys now, you know, what he enjoys is going with his dad and having a beer and meeting up with his mates. And I think a lot of Arsenal supporters are like that. Mm. You know, it's not you know you know getting up on a Saturday, you know, waking up on a Saturday afternoon, think you know thinking oh, I'm going to football today. The football is the football is a distraction. You know, jumping on the you know jumping on the train with your mates, having a can of lager on the train, getting to the ground, going to the pub, meeting up with your mates, having a laugh. You know, and then you go into the ground, and you have to sit there all sombre. Come out with the raging ump, <laughs> you know, and go back in the pub and talk talk and talk about it. That you know, Dan was saying he's not enjoying going anymore. I mean, like, it's even, you know, it even goes to as far as like I suggested, like I said on the podcast. My kids are now questioning, you know, do we have to support these, Dad? <laughs> do, do you know? Yeah. You know, my wife, after the Southampton game, she's sitting there and we're, we're watching the interviews after the game and the league table comes up and she just went, huh, well, Burnley and Sheffield United are above you. Huh. You know, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, all right. Yeah, leave off, will you? Like, I've got, I've got, the, I've got, I've got the kids asking me that you know. So we're supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to teach the kids, you know, like you know, you support Arsenal like my dad did, like you know, we're Arsenal fans. Um, I know people, know, you know, know people know that you know I have a little, a little affiliation with Ipswich Town as well. I used to go and watch Ipswich a lot, but the the, the household was was an Arsenal household, you know. Um. They, uh, you know, they're turning around to me now, and like, I was watching. Who was I watching the other day? I think it was, yeah, I was watching Man City and Chelsea. And my middle one, Rosie, comes in and goes, "Come on, Chelsea!" <laughs> and I was like, "What did you just say?" She's like, "Come on, Chelsea! I support Chelsea." Oh dear. And I was like, "Right, okay." But I said, "What about Arsenal?" No, nah, no, nah, I don't want to support them. You lose all the time. <laughs> oh, okay all right love yeah whatever oh dagger yeah. to the heart wait till you get older and then we'll have this conversation again but um yeah so dan's right and a lot of people you know you 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 go on twitter and someone actually brought that up on the on on our twitter they they tweeted it to the to the account saying that you know dan dan struck a nerve when he said that about not going and then another fellow come on and said yeah my, my boy's lost it you know my boy's lost all interest I used to go and watch Arsenal with him every week. You don't want to go with me anymore. When I went, I was more excited about meeting up with Carl and Hollick, and uh, I was going to uh, message Harry, but he was um, he was busy, and my Simon from my pod, but he was busy. Yeah. Um, everybody wanted to go home. It was late yeah. on the afternoon. And it's I'm- true, though. I mean, I don't li- I don't live in you know I don't I don't live in the UK as a lot of people know, but I mean, if I travelled over to go to a game. And and let's say, for example, the likes of you and Richard were there and Jason and, you know, Lee and Harry and the game would get in the way of me having a good time. That's it. It's, <laughs> it's almost to... become secondary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the reason now why you get up on a Saturday afternoon. It's just to be with your mates. The football is, uh, have I got to go in here now for 90 minutes and watch this? Can't we just stay in the pub and watch it? 
I think the only reason I got up to watch the Southampton game is because uh, half of ABW have given up with football and it's only me and Jace available to do the show, so I had to get up and watch it. Otherwise, I'd have stayed in bed. And I got to that point at some point last season. Um, right, I just wanted, there's one other thing that I've made a note of, the Opta rating. It takes the entire Opta rating of all the players in our team and then divides it by however many played and then you get the average for our games. Going backwards from the, the last few games, 6.98, 6.3, 6.75, 6.75, 660, 6.76, 6.91 and 6.47. That's the average for all of our players. And sometimes we've I've seen our players get 5.9 individually. <sighs> it's not good. It's mediocrity. World-class players, isn't we, Rich? We've got world-class, a bum young. We are... We are less than the sum of our parts. <laughs> that should be the name of the show. Yeah. <laughs> is he? I just want to. Can I just before you? We can I? Is a Bamiyang? I'm going uh, to leave myself wide open here for abuse. But is he playing like a world class player? I think it's hindering him, isn't it? It's not playing to his strengths. You watch him when he's playing at Dortmund. How often was he standing in the box waiting for crosses to come in? Yeah, it's not his game. No. Yeah, how, how, how often is it lumping up balls to him? You know, two foot above his head. I just think with a, I just think with Aubameyang, he only plays well when the going's good. That's just my opinion. It's just just my opinion on him. Drew does stuff with Tom yeah. doing stuff with lately. He's an expert when it comes to German football, and he said the worst thing you could do is make a Aubameyang captain because when he was captain, yeah, I was on the pod when he said that. What was he saying? Because I already forgot. Yeah, because he, he was saying that like it's it's all good when things are going his way, but he's the first one to kind of go against the grain. You know, doesn't like being told what to do and and that sort of thing. So it's I it, I, I I see what you mean in the sense of um, about sometimes he can be missing for like large uh, uh, spells of the game, but I think it's got more to do with how badly we're playing. Rather, and and how disjointed we are from, like I said, for our midfield is just such a mess that the connectivity between us and the, the centre forwards is a shambles. Um, so it, you, he, you know, I, I think I genuinely believe you, you drop Messi in the in instead of Aubameyang, he would struggle. You put Ronaldo in there, they would struggle just because the rest of the team. Is especially that midfield is just an utter Awful. disaster yeah. zone. I remember against um, Southampton at one point, I, I almost did a screen grab of this. Ozil was our second deepest player. There was one defender in him, and he'd gone all the way back there to get the ball. And we saw against it might have been Leicester or one of the recent games, and we saw that both Obama Young and Lacazette were both almost playing wing back. They were coming that far deep mm. to try and get the ball, and it's just. You're thinking it's, the, the, it's so obvious what is wrong, and how can't he see it? The Man United game, the, the heat map, Torreira was like literally standing next to Lacazette up front. Yeah. Like, oh, anyway, right. I think we've uh, we spent uh, nearly an hour just moaning about them, the the manager. We're now going to move on to the listeners' questions. I bet these are all going to be of a similar sort of uh, yeah. idea, right? So I've, I've got eighteen percent uh, battery, Danny. So eighteen. <laughs> on, mate. 18, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, we need to get a wiggle on. Okay, start with a question for you. If you get cut off, then uh, me and Craig will carry on without you. We're gonna, we've only got no to go for another 20 minutes. Um, from Josh, this is for you, uh, Richard. Josh Robinson. Arteta is my number one choice to take over from Emery for a number of reasons. 
Who would you like to see as part of his backroom staff? That's a, an angle we haven't covered. Have you got a charger where you can go and get it and plug it in? Um, annoyingly, it's one of those things that if the, the headphones is the yeah. charger jack. What kind of witchcraft is that? So, Apple so shocking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go on, dickheads. That's a good uh, right, so I would, I that is, that. That's not a bad question. I would, I would still maintain Freddy um in with it um uh he he he'll maintain that link to the club and that that link to the to the youth players so i would i would keep freddy as his number two and then let's like, say he can bring in whatever jokers he wants to 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 bring in as long as, as long as joe payton's not there it's all there is there is plenty of rumors that um everton are looking to get rid of silver and they're looking at Arteta because he's an Everton man to go there. So that could be a, a third. I heard, they might be, I heard they were going to get David Moyes back again. I also well, heard I that. I stood. Uh, Chris that happens. About that. But yeah, I, I would, I would, I would have, I would have Freddie as the uh, the number two in there. Okie dokie. Right. Question for you, Craig, from Matt L. Roberts: Is it too early to talk about transfer links? If so, is there any position you would look to fortify? So, well, it's not really too early. We've got um, thirty-four days into the transfer window. The transfer? No, it's not too early. No, it's not, I don't think it's ever too early to start talking about transfers. But it is clear to me that we need to, you know, we, we need defenders. Um, my main, I mean, to look at Nicolas Pepe now. If I, you know, if I didn't know, if, I think if we've all known now, if we'd have all known then what we know now, I would have spent, I would have rather have spent a seventy-five million on a on a defender. Um, God, imagine who you could have got for that. Oh, you know, we, we could have brought in, we could have brought in Kula Bali for that money. We could have brought in um, what's it, this fella um, up a Macamo? Is it? We could, we could have brought brought him in straight away. Uh, I would like to see. I would like to see defenders coming into the club. I would like to see. I'd like to see a new right back. I'd like to see uh, and two new centre halves. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think Hector is the same player uh, before this injury. Unfortunately, I think time, isn't he? Yeah, this that injury has really hindered him, um, and I think we can see it. We, we we can see it in the game. It's not the same Hector Bellerin that run. Um, from the halfway line to make that <laughs> that goal saving tackle, I forget who it was against. Now, Swansea uh, was it Swansea? Was it? Yeah. Um, before the injury, he was still all about that, uh, running up and down those wings, getting crosses in, attacking, running back, making you know last minute tackles. He just looks absolutely knackered now at sixty seventy minutes. Um, so yeah, I think it's a position we need to we need to have a look at, but certainly defenders. Um, is what we, it would be my main aim. I mean, Bert Leno stands at the top of most saves made um, in the Premier League at the moment with 53, uh, 53 saves. Um, uh, sorry, last week. Um, oh, what was it? What was it? Um, is it is, oh, I forgot what the stat is now. It was a last-ditch saves. I think last-ditch saves. Yeah, 50, 53 last-ditch saves. That's all down because that's all down to the defence. Someone asked listening to another pod today. The uh, the shouty ones. They all talk over each other, and they were saying that Bellerin has got three caps for Spain. And do we possibly rate him too much? I'm thinking that's a good point. I don't know who plays right back for Spain. I know Spain are such a good team that they probably have got an amazing right back, and I take so little notice of international football. I've got no idea, but. 
Yeah, three caps. I'm afraid he's a little overrated. I I don't mind being the man. So he, he is a lot of people I think would admit it to you that he is a little overrated. But unfortunately, this injury that injury that he got there, I mean it was a cruciate knee ligament, wasn't it? It's it's very hard to come back. It's very hard to be the same Hector Bellerin um after a cruciate knee ligament. So in answer to the question, yes, <laughs> I would like to see transfers and I'd like to see two centre halves and a right back. And uh, one final bit on Bellerin. Wasn't that long ago that he was the boo boy, wasn't he? Everywhere. Very true. You're not fit to wear the shirt and all that kind of, mm. all that kind of malarkey, you know. But on that, was that really directed at just him? I, I'm not I think sure. that was, I was. I think that was directed to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure it was directed I, I, to him. I just think at that time when he was taking the throwing, <laughs> everyone's kind of shouting it, you know. And I, I don't think that it was aimed solely at Hector Bellerin. I'd be very surprised if it was. How much battery power you got left, Richard? 16%. Oh, it's not too bad. There you go. Oppo phones, remember? Go and buy them. Tell them we sent you. We'll get a 0% discount. Um, right, question for you, Richard, from Vintage Emery. If we get a new manager, would you want them to change the captain's arrangement and what would you do with the players whose contracts are running out like Lacazette and Young? Would you play them or sell them? I slightly edited that because he tried to get it all into one tweet. So uh, that's the gist of his question. It's a very good question. I liked it. Um, yeah. Uh, right. I would... I, I, I actually... I don't mind the the, the captain core uh, captaincy thing, what they did. Um, the it spreads day. out the responsibility. It promotes leadership from other players and stuff like that. I, don't, I didn't mind that. Um, the, my issue with it was... The length of time it took to appoint uh, Xhaka, and also I think the appointment of Xhaka, I it was thought, was so a mistake as well, wasn't it? Mm. Um, so I, I, I would have no problem with with that. I would, I would keep that the same. Um, I probably wouldn't appoint, um, let the players pick their own captain, like main captain. Um, I would pick that myself, kind of thing. Whoever, whoever the like, if I was the manager whoever I had a, a relationship with and someone who could be a conduit for my ideas and uh, to get my ish, my instructions to the players in another way kind of thing, but still speaking from the same hymn sheet. I wouldn't have someone that they would pick that I don't have a relationship with or it's, you know, it's difficult kind of thing. Um, so I would keep that the same. Um Bamiang, I could take or leave as him being the captain. My initial thing was, as the main captain, was was Hector. Um, I know what Craig was saying about that, and I do agree. Hector, since he's come back, bless him, has been awful. Uh, but that is a horrific injury to come back from, and and even Holding's not exactly setting the world alight when he's come back. So hopefully. If they get more games under their belt, they can be better. Uh, the players running down on contracts. I think you need to, if they don't sign, we've got to. You, you just got to try and sell them. Is it? Didn't they? Wasn't that the plan that they were going to do? So like, if they they were in two years of the contracts, they either re-sign them. If they didn't re-sign them, you sell them. So that's the kind of what I do. Rather than get into this cyclical thing of you know, are they going to sign? Are they going to sign? Are they going to sign? Oh no, now they're running down their contract and we're losing them for free. It, it's happening too often and, and 
you know, we lost out on excellent, like what, well over 40 million off Ramsey, however much money off on uh, Alexis. Um, so I would, I don't know if I wouldn't Back. play them. Three could have been worth money. Yeah. Even if I, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if I, I, I'd not play them because it's a little bit cutting off your nose to spite your face. And I think that, that in a way that might hinder uh, the team. It's almost a similar thing to, you know, and again, I'm not an Ozil apologist or anything, but because he, Emery wasn't getting on with Ozil, he was dropping him and it was, you know, our performances weren't warranted. Same with the season before when uh, Ramsey wasn't signing anything and that contract was in the air, he wasn't playing Ramsey. And I think it was ultimately, it was, it was hurting the team rather than, um, it, you know, it didn't make him sign, so I don't see any benefit to it. Uh, but you know, I, I would adhere. I'd, I'd keep with that structure of two years, either sign it or we, you know, we move on. And if they don't want to sign the contract, then yeah, you can play them, but you then spend that, you know, that from day dot at the start of that season where they haven't signed, you start finding that re- that replacement, and you you get someone so that you're ready. You've then got that season to find a replacement for that player. I agree completely. Right, Mike Hertz has asked a question. Um, who do you believe has the power to make the managerial change? Cronky or the board? Raul or Eddie? We've already covered that. So cheers, Mike. One for you, Craig, from James Gavin Smalley. Consider this. The reason Mourinho was successful at Chelsea and not as much elsewhere was that he had leaders on the pitch. And our current, in brackets, very long slump is mainly due to the opposition. Maybe Xhaka is the answer after all. I've just been and had a look at the games Xhaka missed. He missed the, a draw against Wolves, a loss to Leicester, a draw against Southampton, a loss to Liverpool on penalties, and a draw against uh, Victoria in the uh, Europa League. It's those five games. We haven't won a single one of them. It's a very good question. Um, and... I think Jose was very lucky. If you look at that Chelsea team um, that he won the division with, you know, checking goal, um, John Terry, Ashley Cole, Frank Lampard, Didier Drogba, the list goes on. All leaders on the pitch uh, in their own right. You could have given any one of them the captain's armband at Chelsea. Um, and if you were a Chelsea fan, you, you'd have no problem with any of those players that I just mentioned being captain. Cole. Yeah, yeah, Ashley Cole, John Terry, um, who I don't know, I said, Petr Cech, Drogba, Frank Lampard, um, Essien, you oh. know, all those players, you know, Hazard, I think was, was did Hazard, Hazard arrive in, in under the moon? Yeah, yeah, you know, any of those players could have been captain of Chelsea. Go to the Arsenal team. How many players now would you feel confident giving an armband to? I'll ask you. I'll put the question back to you. How many of those players on the pitch on 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 Saturday would you feel confident giving the armband to? Well, it's. Um, I don't think many of them because we all. Were, I was saying people like Bellerin, but Bellerin yeah. is showing that he's he's not up to it at the moment for one reason or another. Whether it's getting back to match fitness yeah. or he's struggling, and I like Rob Holding, but he seems to prefer Chambers over Holding. Yeah. David Louise seems to be a bit of a liability. Socrates is an absolute mess. Leno was a um, captain when he was at um, his last team for the yeah. last season. So, um, uh, so Gwendozi, would you make Gwendozi captain? Cheers. As if that poor kid needs any more yeah. bloody 
for him. Exactly. He's carrying the entire team at the exactly. moment. Would you make Torreira captain? No. No. You wouldn't. No. You see, you, Tierney, would you make Tierney captain? God knows, too young. I mean, you've been there so five that, minutes. Yeah. Leaves three. Leaves Ozil, Lacazette or Aubameyang. Are they, captain, are, are they captains? No. So that goes no. back to what he said about Chelsea. Uh, you know, and I've just, I just went through five or six players there that you'd give it to no problem um, that he's using the example of. We need to do something with a captain seat. I've always said it. This five captains thing is a load of old tosh. One captain on the pitch. One captain represents the players. That is it. You just need to get you. You need to pick your captain, and that is it. No other vice captain, club captain. He's the captain of taking the kit to the washroom. He's the captain of making sure the boots go over there. He's the captain. This is what a load of old rubbish. Whenever football, have you grown up with football? Have you ever heard of a team having five captains? When have you ever heard that? You look back in the, some of the days when we had, we'd have um, Bergkamp, I think he's been captain of of, um, of Holland, uh, Vieira, captain of France. Uh, I think Lehman might have had a few games as captain yeah. of uh, Henri, captain of France. No, again. But, no, what I mean is, how many uh, how many clubs have got five? None. In the, exactly. Yeah, we did. We've been back in the day. I remember thinking, God, we've got so many players that are all captains at the same time. And now we've got, you've only really got one, haven't you? And he's been dropped. I mean, Lee, made, Lee, oh. made a, Lee made a great point there the other night. How many quality international players have we got? We have seen that more and more players that we rate. Richard, you got an answer to that? Uh, can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yep. Um, not well, Abamyang, Lacazette, even though he doesn't get into the side, really, does he? Okay, I'll put it this way to you, Richard. How many players played in the last international break? Oh, I was looking at that, and I was the only one. Um, Xhaka, didn't he? He played uh, two games. Two. Of two. Yeah. Xhaka and Torreira. Yeah, yeah. and Torreira. Well, I mean, Tierney would get in the squad, but he's been pulled out, hasn't he? Well, he has, yeah. I think that was an agreement with Scotland. They let him have time to recover. But again, how far have we slid down when you go back to the when you when when you go back to Highbury? Pepe, Pepe, did he play? Yeah, yeah, Pepe, because he was late back from getting that's one of the reasons why he didn't start against Southampton. I think when you're looking at players like Aubameyang and Pepe, they're kind of once in a generation players for their country. They are absolute legends there, and they're yeah. going to play all the time. They'll be playing up until they're yeah. in their late thirties, mid thirties. You, you go back through the years. You think of when you know when France won the World Cup. The headline in the paper was Arsenal win the World Cup. Mm. You, know, you go back along to Highbury there now and think of that. To, you know, we could sit here now. You had Burkamp playing for Holland, Henri playing for France, Perez playing for France, Petit playing for France, Vieira playing for France. Freddie played for Sweden. Uh, um, Ashley Cole played for England. Uh, yeah, do you know? If, now look at it. You had people on the bench that couldn't even get in the team that were yeah, we're international. Yeah, for internationals, you know. And on a good side, it does mean they don't get injured on international break anymore. Very That's, true. Not the players that are any good. Very true. Roberto <laughs> Silva, Brazil. Oh. You know. It's not even doing us any good because I, I, I think it was on um, the Ask Cast. Um, they said about like every time after the international break. We've actually been worse. Like, I think like the Watford game was after the international break. I think the Leicester game was after the international break. The Leicester game, there's like every game after the international break, we, you know, where you think that Emery's got, you know, a couple of weeks to sort things out. We're fucking, we're even worse. Yeah. 
it's yeah it's it's bad it's quite chilling how far we've regressed and i i I, there's a possibility that maybe we're not as good the players we have are not as good as we think they are or maybe they come here good and we turn them bad (laughs) yeah there's another possibility right if you i'll go on no, no, after you, mate. Okay. Right, one final question. You can both answer this. Start with you, Richard. Um, Mayak Nagrendan, it says I can call him Mike because I mess his name up every time. Looking ahead, what target would the you set a new manager for this season? What a great question. Cohesion. What target would I set the new manager? Hmm. I don't know whether um, he means, like, like Craig's just said, Unity, cohesion. Yeah, unity, cohesion. Don't worry about top four. Let's just get back to winning. Let's just get back to playing football. Let's just back to being a team again. With, you know, with with ideas, with a with a with a philosophy, with a with a tactic, with a meaning, and let's get back to playing football again. The worst thing that can happen now is a new manager come in and everyone goes, ah, top four, top four. It's got to be top four. It's got to be top four. I don't think we're going to get top four now. No. No, so, I don't so yeah. to set a manager coming in now, a top, his 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 thing is to finish top four. Ridiculous! I think if a new manager comes in now, his task should be to get players like Aubameyang, Lacazette, Mercer Ozil, another big one. He's he's he should be tasked with perhaps getting Granite Xhaka back into the side, slowly but surely. He should be like I said, he should be tasked with cohesion um, and unity, and and we go from there. Anything to add to that, Richard? No, not really. Like I said, the, 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 we just it needs to get a, need to get a style back again. And I, I'm not saying like an attacking style, but a, a definitive style that we can all get behind, kind mm. of thing. Um, I say my my major thing is I want us to get better off the ball, and I keep bloody harping on about it, and I'll probably sound really boring, but just I'm sick of seeing for the past ten years people jockeying people giving them five yards mm. I, I'm, I'm absolutely sick of that I, I want I want it, it just needs to galvanize the team like you say all of that like I say get the unity yeah get cohesion back uh, get, get the fans on side as well um and I don't know maybe maybe we can sneak in um sneak into the Champions League via the way for uh, by the Europa League who knows true right uh, Fife's Forum we'll move on to that now what are the club waiting for before they sack Emery you lot a load of cheeky monkeys Matt L. Roberts probably waiting to the end of the week to make a decision it's the only decent uh, proper sensible answer we got Daniel O'Brien probably waiting for Black Friday to get a new manager on the team <laughs> <laughs> Luca. They don't have their man tied up just yet and don't want Freddie for the whole season. Sensible answer. Mark J. Fine, who is a very angry man of late, looks like we're waiting for fucking climate change. Hashtag fuck Emery. <laughs> <laughs> Rene has said, KSE are trying to find a way not to pay Christmas bonuses to Emery and or a new coach. <laughs> it's like one Christmas Eve and I'll hire the new one Boxing Day. There you go. No bonus. Um, our very own Ginger Josh, waiting for Arteta to get some actual managerial experience. <laughs> Mike says, for Chris to accept their offer, say yes, Chris. Hashtag Carpenter in. 
And Lachlan says, are waiting for the world to end in a fiery explosion before sacking Emery, thus saving them cash and actually having to make a decision. It's a win-win for the board. (laughs) 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 You've cheered everyone up. Right. Uh, So we've done that, that, that. Right. Now is a gentleman's nods. This is the part of the show where you find someone near and dear to your heart that you'd like to say hello to. So while you two are thinking, I'm going to go and find all the lovely people that stuffed used fibers down jason's wife once during the last show and if uh, this page would like to load sometime in the next week oh there we go michael hernandez unique 79 marquise hodges dean robinson 1983 arianne hedari michael harneyman j rob and uh there was a few before that one. Oh, no, we did all those ones on the last show. That was on November the 9th. Bloody hell, that was 14 days of our show. Craig, who would you like to say hello to? I bet you recognise some of them names from your own show. I absolutely show. do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my gentleman's nod. I didn't know I was going to have to do this, but uh, probably the probably the person that donated quite a, quite a large quantity of money uh, on Sunday evening. Um, know, know them as flow. I don't know whether it's a woman. I don't know whether it's a gentleman. Um, but yeah, thanks very much indeed. If you're listening, <laughs> you are. That was I was there. I'm, I'm there for every single one of the shows you do because they're brilliant and, and uh, you're very similar to our show. We're there to have a good laugh. We're not there to um, to make stars out of anyone because the judge is a star all on his own. Half point. Well, judge. Oh, I don't know. Is he? You know, <laughs> I, I I I just think he. You know, what you're is it? Yeah. You know, it's, I made him famous. You know, yeah. I mean, there's no getting around it. But no, nah, Lee's Lee's a top boy, uh, and has fast become a very, very good friend of mine um, outside of football. Because uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure people are aware there that I've uh, you know I've had a few uh, problems there the last few years, and he's always been there for me. You know, so yeah, gentleman's nod. Another one would would go to the judge. Um, very, very good friend of mine. Out, out of football, um, very humble guy. You know, you can talk to him. I can talk to him about anything. Doesn't have to be about football. Help me loads. You know, does all the posting to the for the giveaways and stuff like that. Um, there's, you know, as you know, Danny. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes in podcasts that you have to do. You know, you start doing giveaways and stuff. You got to start, mm. you know, counting on people to get things done and you know get posted and stuff like that. I mean. It's not just me, Dan, Graham, Harry, Lee. You know, I have a, I, I have a, I have a lad, uh, Nigel. Oh, who, Nigel Plum. Yeah, no, who, who moderates the chat for me brilliantly. You know, That's without him, without him, I couldn't have a chat because you know, you, you've seen it before. We've all seen it on different podcasts. Mm-hmm. The 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 chat box can go a bit silly, um, but Nigel does a great job. So yeah, gentlemen's nod to all of them as well. Um, I love you all dearly. <laughs> Richard, anyone you'd like to say a gentleman's nod to? Uh, am I allowed to do one that I've done previously? Do, do, do whoever you want. Uh, so my my gentleman's nod goes to uh, all the girls at the Evolve Development Centre in West London, uh, where I coach at. Uh, yeah, if you're in the uh, Ealing, Greenford, Hamwell area, and you uh, a girl of the age. Uh, between five and 16 and want to start playing football at a, uh, a development centre that is affiliated with Hanwell Town and Arsenal Ladies, come give us a shout. Um, yeah, they're a lovely, lovely bunch of girls. Uh, we got a match on Saturday, the under nines, 
which I'm gonna it's gonna be making my managerial debut. <laughs> um, but yeah, it should be fun. But yeah, my shout out goes to oh, sorry, gentlemen's nod goes out to those those girls. Jolly good. And my own personal gentleman's nod is going to go to Anna, my friend who's a Liverpool fan, comes over every Friday for dinner, has done for about 15 years. That's um, at Punky, B, Chris and John, all that lot all know her. She left uh, an unopened tub of custard in the fridge. I ate it 20 hours later. I was very, very ill because I forgot it contains a hell of a lot of lactose. Wow. That was a fun three hours, ladies and gentlemen. It was nice while you were eating it, though. <laughs> oh, I, I I swill it around my mouth because I love the taste of custard so much. I don't swallow straight away. I, I savour all one litre of it. agree. <laughs> oh. All right, then. Um, so upcoming shows this Thursday after the... Oh, don't know what that is. After the, the, the game, we're playing Frankfurt at home. God, dear, no away fans. The atmosphere is going to be terrible. There's going to be uh, any home fans? <laughs> oh, gee, yeah. It'd actually just be empty. They'll be paying people to come in. It's going to be John, Jason and Josh 10 minutes after the game ends. And I think I said about 1 minute 20, 1 hour 20. Look, we've eight seconds early. Well... Well done. If Jason were here, we still wouldn't be off. I finished the first bloody question. I don't know if Chris was here. So uh, all it is to me is to say, uh, Craig, tell people where they can find you, the Facebook, the Twitter, the YouTubes. Yes, you can come over and follow us at Same Old AFC on the Twitter. Um, come over to YouTube, type in the Same Old Arsenal podcast into YouTube. You'll find us. Uh, don't really do much on Facebook, to be honest with you, uh, because there's no point. Because if you, write, if you have a page with 10,000 people, uh, and you put a post up, only about three people see it. So uh, I stay away from Facebook. So yeah, come and follow us at Same Old AFC on Twitter and the Same Old Arsenal podcast on YouTube. And of course, find us iTunes, Spotify, whatever, a cast. We're there. We're on all of them. And I will be there for every live show in the chat box. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> uh, Richard, uh, where can they find you on the social medias with your username that I every single time I spell it with a K and it's not? Uh, was it at Cactus Cash? I can't remember it anymore. Uh, you guys don't need to find me. It's it's, it's nothing. Nothing exciting's happening on my Twitter. Too just, modest. Just rumblings and retweets of Arsenal Simpsons. Well, good luck to you in your first game. What tactics are you going for? You're just going to change it nine times during the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the uh, game by saying good evening. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. One at the back, two in the middle, one up top, and that's right. Oh, so, so it's, only, it's only, it's only five side uh, under nines. So. That's quite, well. You couldn't have them running around a full size pitch, could you? You'd, uh, you'd do them some kind of damage, right? We used, so, we before... used to do that back in the day, didn't we? I don't know. I did. I played full yeah, pitch from under nine upwards. Yeah, wow. when I so when you were goalkeeper of some esteem, I looked like a um, well, I must have looked like uh, a baby in the goal. We played full size goals as well. None of yeah. this, none of this small goal rubbish. Um, <sighs> full size goals. I remember. I, I can always remember my mum trying to move the on my goalkeeper shorts as a nine year old. She kept saying it to the the fella who bought the kit. Could he buy me a pair of shorts that fit me? Because the padding on the side. Used to be on both my ass cheeks. They were that big. Um, yeah, so I, I'll never forget that. And I used to, I remember the goalkeepers kit. Do you remember the rainbow goalkeepers kit? Does anyone remember that? Spall made it. No. All the kits were Spall. Well, there was a kit mate called Spall when I was a kid. Yeah, I and everyone, the kit, everyone wanted the rainbow kit. 
And oh, if you were a goalkeeper, you had to have the rainbow kit. I never got it. Okay, you've ended the show, made us all sad. Oh, <laughs> if right. anyone's got one of those kits, you can send it to Craig's yeah, phone yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> and he'll wear it during the show. <laughs> right, thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me. Thank you very much, dear listener. We have been a Burkamp Wonderland. We are a, a tribute flamenco act from the southeast corner of Spain. I don't know what I'm saying now. I'm going to close the show. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. <laughs>